Thank you, Lord. Okay. Well, good morning again. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. We have a lot of people out today, but it's still good. He still showed up. Amen. Can we just all look at Eric and tell him happy 25th birthday? <laughs> happy birthday, Eric. <laughs> 25. I was going to go and ask him. I was like, I don't know, 25, 26. I didn't want to offend him. So happy birthday, Eric. <laughs> well, I made it back. Thank you, Jesus. Last week was really hard. I watched the video, and I was critiquing it, and I was like, oh, stop, Raquel, turn it off, be quiet. I'm fine, it's good. <laughs> I want to share with you guys, um, just real quick, a dream that I had. First, I'm going to read this to you. This is 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7. For this reason, I remind you, to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God gave us, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Jump down to 14. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Just real quick, a dream that I had. I'm going to try to put this in a nutshell give you the picture, <laughs> try to lay out the picture. I'm in a park, and um, I'm talking on the phone with someone. There's this half wall here, and I hear, some, I hear a man talking. I'm the only one in this park. I hear this man talking, and who I'm talking to, I'm like, hey, do you hear that voice? And they're like, no, I don't hear the voice. I'm like, okay. So I thought maybe like, you know, you've been on a phone call, and someone else's call kind of enter, goes into your call. So they were talking, they started talking again. I was like, no, hold on a second. I hear this man's voice. So I kind of put the phone away, and I can barely see this man standing on this, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a half wall. If you've ever been in a park when you're walking, there's like a, a, a wall that comes up, and there's like shrubs and decorative stuff. And he's standing on there, and I'm like, you're a man. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and I can see you. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to touch you. And, you know, so I reach out and I touch his pants leg. And I'm like, you can see me. I can see you. And I'm kind of going back and forth with him. And there was so many things that stood out to me. But one of the things I wanted to share was the look in this man's eyes. I could do anything. I could do anything. In this last verse where it says, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. The look in his eye told me I can guard it. The look in his eye told me I could do anything. Man, it's nothing like I've ever seen. You know, whether your mom, your dad, your husband, your kids, they love you, your grandkids, but the look in this eye said I could do anything. I just wanted to share with you that that's the God that we serve. You can do anything. What is it that he's laid on your heart? You can do it because... I made it back here. <laughs> I can do anything. <laughs> I just wanted to share that with you. That look just said, it doesn't matter. The fear, the shakiness in your voice, all the thoughts in your head, I can do anything. And he was looking at me like, grab my leg, girl, do it. Believe it, do it. And I was like, all right. So I did. 
I just want to share that. I just want to share that with you guys. Drum roll, please. Here's Chris. It's a good, amen. Ooh. Whew. Well, uh, yeah, we do. We got some family out today that we need to be praying for. Jim and Kathy, they're in Alaska. We you know we, we pray for them to send them off. They're going to go pastor for a month up there at their old hometown. And um, Ronnie and Tabitha and that whole clan, um, they're all in Detroit. Some kind of little getaway family thing. I can't remember the details. And yes, Eric is 25. Praise God. Yeah. So be praying for all that. Uh, all right, where's our kiddos, man? Are y'all ready to go back there and learn some good stuff, man? Yeah? Uh, Miss Lydia, you ready? All right, man, Lydia, thank you so much for what you do. Uh, she's awesome, you know? She's totally awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's, James, you can pay me later. Uh, I'm just kidding. You are awesome, girl. We love, we love you. We love what you bring. We love what you're doing with these kiddos. So, uh, all right, guys, man, bless y'all. No junior Holy Spirit. Go learn what dad wants to reveal to y'all today in Jesus' name. Go. Yeah. Uh, man, turn with me, if you would, um, to the book of Colossians. When you get there, let me know you're there. Give me an amen or something, just so I, I know. Or a Shazam. That's what we used to do for kids' church. Whenever Raquel and I were children's pastors, I'd tell them, turn your Bible, give me a Shazam when you get there. Colossians chapter 2. Yeah, sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, man, this has been an interesting week. Um, so you all know we've really gone after the social media presence um, just because that... Uh, Social media touches every mountain of life these days. Um, and so we've really gone after that this last year. And um, uh, Instagram more than uh, anything. And uh, it's just fascinating that um, even Cindy and Josiah, who, who help us with that, he told me, he says, man, I even talked to some friends of mine that run social media for some really large churches. Like, we don't, we don't understand what's going on. Um, because our, uh, the big thing with Instagram these days are the reels and that's the algorithm, right? And that's what's really catching and that's what, uh, what catches in, uh, you know, we have multiple, multiple, uh, reels that have gone over a thousand views. We have some that have hit over 1500 views and we have a few that have hit over 2000, 2500 We've got one that's up in the 3,000 views, and that means that over 3,000 people have stopped and looked at, at the reel and watched it. Um, Raquel's, uh, I don't, how many of y'all saw the one that, they, that he put up of Raquel? Yeah? It hit 1,500 um, views in like two hours. Yeah. And so it's just exciting. <laughs> it's just exciting that, that we're in this place and God's definitely moving um, and, and we're not, look, y'all know us, we're not, we're not trying to be the next Bethel, we just want to do what God wants to do, that's really what it is, really, and, and we want to get the message of the kingdom and of being free, we want to get that out to as many people as possible, so, <clears throat> excuse me, also we're not streaming yet, but we are doing a Zoom off the computer here, 
It's the best we can do right now, and if you're on there, man, welcome for joining us. But um, this morning, um, I want to begin to push back into um, um, this whole breakdown that we've been on, this journey that we've been on of coming out of religion and, and coming out of a church culture into the culture of the kingdom. That that there are there there are so many facets to that that we could we will never stop. Right? Uh, we'll we'll continue. Um, oh, the horrors are out. That's why we don't have keys this morning. I forgot um, they're out this weekend too. Um, and that reminds me. Sorry, let me let me jump. So next weekend is it next weekend? S O K P. Oh, the following weekend. Okay, so y'all all better be here tomorrow. This weekend, so never mind. In two weeks, in two weekends, there uh, on the twenty fifth, sixth that weekend, um, the uh, our good friend Dub Alexander, who has the School of Kingdom um, that many of us are in. It's the graduation. It's in Canyon, Texas, which is just south of Amarillo, and um, if um, it's a free event, it's a all day Saturday and all day Sunday. If you want to, well, I think actually, no, you can't go now. That's right. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a free event, but it's booked out. Can't go. But you can watch it online. They're going to be able to stream it. Uh, and many of y'all are going to go. Many of the students uh, are going to be going. Raquel and I are actually going to be staying this time. Uh, we've got some stuff going on that's going to keep us here in town. We have no choice on. And so we're not going to be able to be there. But uh, I want to highly encourage you. Um, man, it's $2,400. For the school year, um, and it's an amazing. I can give you all the details later. Uh, it is fundamentally life changing. God is using Dub to break new ground uh, that's never been plowed before, and it's just amazing. And we've been able to be uh, part of year one, and we love it. Um, so highly encourage that. But yeah, uh, be praying for all our people that are going to be traveling um, on Memorial Day weekend. But uh, Colossians two, there's um um. <laughs> So what we, what we truly believe here at CORE um, is in freedom. We believe in the kingdom. And kingdom, um, so church only works in the walls, but kingdom works anywhere. And so what do you mean by that, Chris? Well, what I mean by that is, let's say you have a rule in church, like, like a rule, right? Y'all know we used to have those rules. Oh my God, they got a tattoo on their forearm. <laughs> they got a tattoo, period. Or, or better yet, used to be the, you know, like this. You couldn't do this, man. When we got saved, woo, that pastor would shandai you in a moment. And I remember when the church that we got saved in, I remember when uh, Pastor Fred came in with no tie one time. And, uh, and everybody's like, where's your tie? Where's your tie? And he says, I'm breaking that religion. I remember that. <laughs> so we used to have those kind of things, right? Um, um, and, and the problem is, is those kind of rules, if they don't work everywhere around the rule, then it's most likely not of God. Because God doesn't force everybody to be like Americans, the gospel was not written in the English language. Does that make sense? So if, what do you do, and we'll take the tattoo thing, for instance, real quick, right? So what do you do with an entire culture 
such as in uh, Thailand or Taiwan or the Samoan islands where their family lineage and their history is tattooed, their, their entire culture, their history is in ways tattooed on their body. That's, that's the way they, does, does God come in and say, all y'all going to hell? Because you got, t- does he do that? No. If that was the case, well, never mind. Let me not go there. Not yet. <laughs> Let me not go there. The point is, is if it works in the jungles of Africa or the back desert, the back of the desert in Iraq or down here in Fifth Ward or right here at the Woodlands Mall, in any of those, if it works in all of those, then it's kingdom. Does that make sense? And so we want to break those things off. And, and in doing that, we want to push towards God being God and not being the Baptist Jesus or the Catholic Jesus or the Assembly of God Jesus. Bless you. Anyway. So as we're pushing into that, there's so many other things that we're finding. And, and the, the whole point about us here at CORE is we believe in reformation. Listen, I know that there's this big push that's been here in the last you know, 20 years or so about being a revivalist, and I'm not knocking that at all. We, we give Bethel all the, um, the, the praise that they deserve for plowing the road, um, and, and we, we are revivalists who have conformed to Reformation. Listen, you're in this place. I look around, and I see everybody in here, everybody in here that I, I, I know, almost all of you, you're already revived. Any of you dead in here? Any dead folks? Man, you're alive. You've already been revived. So it, I don't, I'm not of the mindset that, oh, I need more revival. I need more revival. No, I need reformation. I need to, I need to set the stage to continue revival. The, 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 the revivalist mindset is beautiful and amazing, but revival, if it doesn't have something to sustain it, it just dies out. Um. I've mentioned several things before. There's been many revivals that you can go back and look at, and they die out. And why do they die out? They die out because they were focused on just the revival, just the moment, just the speaking in tongues or just the healings. It's, and it's not about just that moment, but it's about setting the platform for that to continue. And an example of that is um, um, in our places of business. There are several business owners in here. There are several, uh, uh, you know, different levels of um, position, right? Some of you, uh, like you just retired, right? You were in the, in the education industry and so on and on. Roger gets to visit different houses all day long. He's, he's in the pest control business, right? He gets to visit different houses all day long. Eric's in oil and gas, right? And, and on and on and on. John goes all over the city and HEBs and all kind of stuff doing vinyl. Zoe's an artist, but... Her and, uh, who else? Somebody else works at Hobby Lobby. Margie, there you go. I I thought I saw you. Yeah, so they have interaction with all these people all day long and and on and on and on. And the point is, is revival is not meant to be a thing that you you carry around like this. And you just walk your life with revival. And you shondai somebody here or there, right? It's meant... It's meant to change the atmosphere around you. Because the true definition of kingdom... Kingdom thinking, kingdom theology is, and having dominion, is the, ex, that is the extension of the heart and the authority of the Father 
to the systems of the world around us through you. You're meant to change the world. Every one of you in here, you have a solution for a problem that the world has around you. Um, you are a world changer. Okay, I'm going to say that again because I don't think anybody believe me. You are world changers. Yes? You are, like Drew Neal says, you are solutionaries. Amen? The problem is, is sometimes we just don't see it or know it or think about it. But I'm telling you, is it a fact that as a son or a daughter of God that you have the mind of Christ? You have the mind of Christ, right? Have you been given every spiritual blessing is what Ephesians says? Not half, not three quarters. All of them. You have every spiritual blessing. You have the mind of Christ. You have the Son of the living God who now lives inside of you. You're the world-changing solutionaries for this day and age for the life that you live around you. So what does that look like? Man, I, I, I want to get into this Colossians, but I want to give you an example. Um, and and I, sometimes I hesitate on giving these examples of our business and our own life because I don't want to sound braggadocious and all that. And I don't want to sound arrogant. Um, but God's just doing something in our business. And um, I want to lay out this example for you, and then I want to run through chapters 2 and 3 to get to two points that I believe um, are important for you and I to know today with where we're headed, where you are headed when you walk out these doors in a little bit. Um, but so at our company, um, we have an operations manager. He, him and Kevin... I would not, the company would not be where it is today without these two guys. And y'all know Kevin. This other guy is Jonathan. Man, they, they're both kingdom-minded guys. They love, they love Jesus. They, 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 they're, they're just working their guts out for our company. They have given and sacrificed and give, give, give. Well, in all of that, naturally, I know Kevin because he's my brother. Jonathan and I have become extremely close. His family and my family are very, very close, just like Kevin. We're close, right? And uh, Jonathan's got three kids, and he's got a, his youngest is a boy named Landon, 15 years old, awesome wrestler, great Brazilian jiu-jitsu kid, just, just all-around good kid. And um, uh, <laughs> he's pretty active and hyper and... Uh, the other day, they, a few weeks ago, they had his ears tested because um, there's a few words that he kind of, he doesn't slur or anything. They're just, they're just noticed something, so they got his ears tested. And the doctor came back and said, all of the nerve endings in his ear have been dead since birth. And that's why he can't hear, and he needs hearing aids at 15 years old. Well, can you imagine being a 15-year-old and you need hearing aids? It's not really the, the thing, right? <laughs> um, that can mess with you, and, and it did. And um, start thinking all these things about, man, we began to pray for a miracle. We believe, excuse me, we believe full-heartedly in creative miracles, yes? And... Um, so Jonathan, 
a few a few weeks go by, and it's time for Landon to get fitted for his ears. And so Brandy's taking him down to Texas Children's. That's where they had to do it. They get down there, and the the ear doctor I can't remember how to pronounce it. Uh, the 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 ear doctor. Uh, it, well, actually, what happened? I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you the whole story here, real quick. Brandy's on the way, and they call. And they say, I'm sorry, we have to reschedule you. And Brandy, if you meet Brandy, if you ever watch this, Brandy, she's like a little bulldog. She's about this tall. And she's like a bulldog, like a little fiery fighter. It's all a front because she's really a big loving mama bear. But, man, she's, she's feisty, man. She's something else. And when that lady told her that, she says, uh, no, you are not canceling me. My son is 15 years old, and he has been depressed about this, and we want to do this today. We are going to get it today because this is going to lift his spirits and this and that. And they said, okay, ma'am, come on down. So they go in. They bring in a second uh, ear doctor, and the guy takes him back, and he says, you know what? I'm not going to go off these readings. I'm going to retest this kid. Now, mind you, we had already been praying for God to heal him. It's been a few weeks. They retest him. The doctor looks at everything, and he says, this kid doesn't need Hearing aids, there's nothing wrong with his ears. Boom. Yeah. The kid was totally healed instantly in his ears. At some point for us that called out to heaven to do this, right? And so they get ready to leave. They're signing the papers. And the nurse tells Brandy, I'm sorry, ma'am, you can't leave. What do you mean I can't leave? She says, well... Um, the police are on their way because you said your son was depressed. So we're going to have him evaluated. And she said, the H-E double hockey sticks you are. I don't think she said that. She said, uh, no, you're not. I'm leaving with my son. And she goes, okay, you leave, and we'll call child services, and they'll come and take him. So Brandy calls Jonathan. Jonathan, I'm in his office, and he goes, man. This just happened. And I said, oh, heck no, man. I said, we, we have, a, we, the majority of the people in our company profess, you know, they profess to be believers, and, and, uh, and, and most of them, there's a few of them that are really close to us and, and close to Jonathan. I said, hey, grab those guys. I ran out and to the shop, and I grabbed James. Kevin was already gone. Um, I called Raquel, had her on speaker. We met up all in the showroom. Um, Jonathan's other daughter works for us, and I said, Sarah, can you, can you just come around here and just place your hands on your dad as a symbol of that family unit? And I said, hey, man, y'all pray however y'all want. Jonathan told us what just happened. I said, pray however you want. Pray in tongues. You stand on your head. You can sit on the floor. You can just sit there quiet. I don't care. Just pray. Let's just pray against this thing. We're going to stop this. This is an attack of the enemy, you know, trying to take away the, 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 the power of this victory that we just had. And we did. We began to pray, and sure enough, these two officers walk in. They separate Brandy and, and Landon real quick, and uh, the, the cop talking to Landon fell in love with Landon. <laughs> fell in love with Landon. Actually gave Landon one of his business cards and said, man, call me when you're going to wrestle. I want to come watch you, man. You're, you're inspire me. And Brandy, the cop she was talking to, she tells him the whole thing. He says, man, this is stupid. (laughs) 
the cop says, this is stupid. Um, he's just normal 15-year-old, went up, told the nurse, there's no issue here. Let them go. They're gone. And away they come. Um, the week before this happened, Jonathan grabbed me in the hallway one day, and he hugged me. He said, I just want to tell you, I love you. I love this place. And he starts crying. Yeah, Jonathan, if you're watching, he's a drama queen too, like me. We, we cry. And he tells me, so he's got a 17-year-old a, a daughter named Tori, and I, I, they're just super close to me. I love all these kids, man. This girl is just the life of the party. She's amazing. And in the last year, there's been this, this thing that God has done with her to unite, uh, to have authenticity with friends. And there's about five or six of them. The whole wrestling team ends up coming over because Jonathan and Brandy, they're really mothers and fathers, man, in the kingdom. They really are. And all these kids come to their house, and they treat them like normal, man, like, like their own kids. Uh, they make them pray before they eat and it's, it's all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, they, anyway, there's a whole lot to it. But this, my point is this group of girls has come to know Jonathan and Brandy as, as a mom and a dad. And these kids' lives, some of them are, are gay. Some of them, their parents um, are, like, want nothing to do with them. And there's stories on and on. And it's, it's all horrible stuff, Right. But they have a safe place with Jonathan and Brandy. And the other day, one of the girls gets in the car with Tori, and there's like four or five of them. And she says, I just need to talk to your mom. I need her to pray for me. This girl's not like going to church. She's not like a, she's not doing the rules. But she knew she needed Brandy as a mom to pray for her. And so they called Brandy. Brandy helps Jonathan on stuff at the shop, so she was at the shop. So they drive up to the shop. They go up front into our showroom. There's five teenage girls, and Brandy goes up there, and they're up there for 45 minutes. They're talking. They're crying. She's praying over them. Snot's going everywhere. Holy Ghost is moving in the place because that's what kingdom looks like. Jonathan hugged me. He's tears in his eyes. And he says, I love you and I love this place. I want you to know you don't realize what you and Raquel have built here because this would never happen at any other place. We would not be allowed to do that. We would have to, Brandy would have to go outside in the parking lot and it could only be a few minutes because it's in the parking lot. And he goes, but, but what y'all have created. And like he didn't even call and ask, is it okay if Brandy? No, because he knows. That's okay. And those are the two examples that I have of what the kingdom looks like in a business, but also what kingdom looks like in a family, what kingdom looks like between an employer and an employee. And please, I am not trying to brag on us at all. These are the, the closest examples I have to our heart of what I can give, right? And I am truly humbled, Raquel and I, are truly humbled at what God is doing with our company. And uh, we're a little freaked out by what he's doing here because y'all are just crazy. <laughs> but we're humbled with that too. And so the point is, is how do we maintain the kingdom thinking, the kingdom ideology, the kingdom in our steps, the kingdom when we go to this place or that place or when we're at our job or when we're Whatever. How do we maintain that?
How do we do that? Because it's not a thing that you do. Please hear me. Being a kingdom son or daughter, it's not a thing that you do. It's not a rule that you follow. It's the way that you are who you are meant to be. You are a son or a daughter. You are a king and a queen of the son of the living God, of the king of kings, of the Holy Spirit. That's who you are. So how do we maintain that? Because it's like that song we sang earlier, lay it all down, right? Come on, man. Every one of us in here have struggles and strifes. They let Gregory drive a Mustang this weekend. You don't think everybody's worried? And then this kid goes and puts a stinking video up of him going like 85 miles an hour. Instagrams. You think we weren't worried about that? I saw that and I was like, oh, my God. Lay it all down, lay it all. Jesus, I mean, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you hold the kingdom thinking when you're at Hobby Lobby and everybody thinks you're the jerk? Man, you ever been around when Zoe's in charge? Good answer. Good answer. Man, Zoe is like, she gets it done. done. I've had her rebuke me, and she didn't mean to. I've seen the mad face that John gets sometimes at one in the morning. No. In that moment, my kingdom thinking was, how do you? I'm so glad you asked, John. So look, let's, let's jump here into the book of Colossians, chapter 2. Paul is writing this letter to a community of believers that he never met. He hadn't met these people yet. He was actually in prison when he writes this. And he had heard about their faith. And, and let, me, let me say this too. Church, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta begin to open our thinking with some things. I, I said something yesterday to somebody on Friday night. Friday night, I said something to somebody, and they kind of, excuse me, they kind of did a double take. Listen, this is my best friend. The Word of God is my life, my soul, my everything. But. When Jesus left, when he was leaving, he didn't say to the disciples, I go and I leave you my word. He said, I go and I leave you my spirit. See, church culture thinks that Matthew actually wrote all of these words while Jesus was talking. Uh Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Not true. There's tons of other letters. and Oh, watch out, you're getting into some heresy now. (gasps) In the year 325 A.D., they came together in Constantinople. No, no, actually, it was a, um, it's in Turkey. It's a city just south of Constantinople, sorry, and which kind of at that time was the, the Mecca or the center of Christianity, and they came together, and they laid out what's called the Nicene Creed, and they got together and said, listen, there's a lot of stuff coming around. There's a lot of people believing a lot of things. 
we need to come together and have, like, what is our actual beliefs? What do we know that Jesus actually instructed us on? And that's where they came up with the Nicene Creed. And throughout, in, in the early days when the Council of Troy and all that, they got together and they said, okay, we're going to, just they got together just like you and I are right now. And they said, let's pray. Which one of these letters do we need to say are canon? This is the absolute. And they picked these 66 books, right? There's a whole lot of other stuff out there that we know about. And I'm not saying let's all jump out and go read, you know, all this other stuff. I, I think it's interesting. I highly recommend reading the book of Enoch. Did you know there's a book of Enoch? It's actually mentioned in, in Genesis, but it's not in our Bible. Go check it out. My point is, is sorry, I rabbit trailed, didn't I? Raquel's giving me the look. I'm sorry. What I'm getting at is that you and I, where we're going to try to follow the rule, he's trying to lead us by his spirit. And his spirit is going to lead us totally into all truth. His word is going to back up because his word gives us his character. His word gives us how he thought and reacted, what he wanted to do in all aspects of life. And that's why we have his word. Amen? But his spirit is what's going to lead you. There's not a scripture that says, okay, as an employer, you let your employees' daughters come up and pray for each other in the showroom. There's not a scripture that says that, right? But his, his word does, says, does say to love one another, which is the first and greatest, or that's what Jesus said, this commandment I leave you. The commandment that Jesus left it was to love one another, Right? So, hmm, when that was going on, can you imagine if I would have been like, hey, man, you can't do that up here. That wouldn't show love and kindness. But his spirit is what's led us to do those things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so this letter was written at a moment in Paul's life where, man, he's in prison. He's in chains. They say that you can read some of Paul's stuff and, and it was hopeless situation, but yet he pressed into hope. Amen? And so let me read through. I want to, for the sake of time, I'm going to read through kind of quick. I want to just grab some stuff. And I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. Uh, I'll probably maybe jump around a little bit. But um, he says in uh, verse 1 of uh, chapter 2, he says, I wish... You could know how much I have struggled for you and for the church in Laodicea and for many other friends that I've yet to meet. I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together in the, into love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, which is Christ. So... Look at the last half of that. Uh, well, verse 2 again. Let's just read. He says, I'm contending for you. Look at what for. So that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven. So he's bringing in that comfort piece. And that your hearts will be woven together in love's fabric. I believe he's talking to the individual that your heart here to here will be woven together. But also as the community. That as the body you'll be woven together. Right? Right? 
um, uh, in love's fabric. Because why? Because love is the epitome of who we are. Because love is the epitome of who he is. Amen? See? Got an amen back there? Okay. Um, he says this will give you, look at that. When you walk in that love, this gives you access to some of the riches of God. All the riches of God. As you experience the revelation of God's great mystery. Verse 3, for our spiritual wealth is in Him. Man, He owns all the Bitcoin. (laughs) And the Ethereum. He owns it all. He says, for our spiritual wealth is in him. Like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. It is a mystery. Man, I used to wonder, man, Jesus, why do you got to hide stuff, man? Why the parables? Why not just tell me? I used to tell I used to tell Raquel, and I would tell uh, um, a pastor in our life for a long time, would say, man, just tell me. He said, man, nobody, man, if I'm doing it wrong, tell me. I want to know. And one time he finally, he got a little, little irritated with me, I think, and he said, you're not ready, and you're not going to understand if I just tell you. You need to learn. You need to dig in. And... Uh, at the moment, I didn't think kingdomly, but that's okay. But look at this scripture one more time, and I'll tie that in. He says, for our spiritual wealth is in him, like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. See, the hidden part is there because you and I are growing into who we were meant to be. Listen, who you and I are, that's already set in heaven. It's locked in. The DNA, spiritual code of who and how you are, it's already written. Your strengths, your, weak, your, your weakness, uh, your, everything about you is already locked in place in the heavenlies before the foundations of the world. The course of this life, the course of this world affected that. And now we're on the journey of breaking out of that mold. And that's that discovery. And we can't handle that all at once, I don't think. I don't think I could. I don't think you could. I think that's why we... Isn't, isn't Jesus just such a gentleman? Isn't Holy Spirit awesome? Uh, you know, sometimes he, he, when he's talking to me, it's like, just tell me. And then he'll give me these examples. And I'm like, uh-oh. Okay, I get it. All right. No, you don't get it, Chris. Let me, let me dig into this a little bit. And then the, then the aha, you ever had the aha moment, right? When you go, oh. Gotcha, Jesus. The point here is that our spiritual wealth is unlimited, and the depth of that is the hidden treasure in Christ that is, look at verse 3, it is waiting to be discovered. He's waiting to reveal 
deeper things to you and I. Amen? He says in verse 4, I want you to know this so that no one will come and lead you into error through their persuasive arguments and clever words. Even though I'm separated from you geographically, my spirit is present there with you. And I'm overjoyed to see how disciplined and how deeply committed you are because you have such a solid faith in Christ, the anointed one. He's making this point that I'm with you. And, and I don't want you to be persuaded. At this time, there were, even though this is only, this is only 60, 70 years uh, after Christ, man, there was a ton of stuff going on. People were just trying to figure out, what is this new thing? He took 12 people and laid out the foundations of the, of the kingdom, and after that, it's all Holy Spirit. And, and some people were getting a little wacky out there. You know, we got some church friends. They were in that crowd. I'm like, man, y'all, come on back from there. And they, they, this was going on. And some people were just trying to. I, I, for so long, I always thought, oh, Satan was infiltrating the church and bringing this heresy, trying to get him. And there is truth to some of that. And Paul even addresses some of that. But some of this. Is there just people trying to, trying to figure things out? We're the same way. We're just trying to figure things out. Amen? Uh, we, we are going to mess up. I apologize last, was it last Sunday? Two Sundays ago. Man, you're keeping track. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I love you, Roger. I love you, Roger. You know I'm joking with you. I love it. Listen, that was a very real moment for me where the Lord convicted me. And it wasn't even like the hardcore. It was just this slight, like, man, I don't think I would have preferred you to do that that way. That's how I heard it. And I was like, oh, snap. I'm on camera. Like my, my dad would say, that's going to be on the YouTubes. wasn't trying to be wrong. We're trying to figure it out and take those steps as we go. And we don't want to be misled or go astray. And that's why we want to press in. That's why we need you as well to press in with a kingdom mindset. Listen, I know that we've spent, it's almost, what, two years now, year and a half now that we've been just laying the foundation of core. We have not begun to push in yet to all the things that we're about to. No, it's coming. I'm sorry. And it's going to require leaning on you as the body because... Her and I, we're just driving the car. Her and I can't reach this community around us here. Not alone. We need you. The call on the community right here in this area and to the rest of the world as we reach out, it needs you. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to press into that. So there's, there's stuff coming. We're, we've been laying a good, solid foundation. We've not been in a hurry at all. We're not trying to, 
<laughs> run the race. We're trying to be steady and reach the world around us. And we're about, there's going to be some steps taken this year that are going to plug us in to spreading the kingdom in a different way um, and reaching the community. Sorry, rabbit trail. Uh, verse 6, uh, in the same way that you received Jesus, our Lord and Messiah, by faith, continue your journey of faith. Look at this, progressing further uh, into your union with him. Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength, encouraged in every way. For you are established in the faith. You have, excuse me, you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. Let me read that again. Uh, verse 7, your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength and encouraged in every way. For you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. Isn't that powerful? Your roots are already in him, yes? And look at that. You are infused with strength. And you are encouraged in every way. But it takes you pressing deep into that root to get that sometimes because life doesn't let it. Life wants to bring you down. Amen? The, the Ephesians 2 phrase, the course of this life, the course of this world, it wants to bring you down. And that's where we got to have that kingdom thinking. Oh, no, no, I'm infused with strength. Right now, man, the world is going crazy. Right? The world around us. Really, it's no different than it's ever been. It's just now we have the internet. That's really all it is. I mean, that's, that's really all it is. We just now we have the internet. I mean, there's been major changes. But the world is still trying to attack and bring people, pull people down. Amen? But we're kingdom people. And we get in that struggle, we get in that fight, we got to break through. Amen? We do that with a kingdom thinking. Verse 9, um, oh, sorry. Um, they, be aware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. For they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truths of the anointed one. And that's what I want to, that's what I mainly wanted to get to is that word, this world's system. There are, um, there's some amazing words in the Greek that talk about the world system and, um, I'm not going to go into that today, but um, the system around us, there is a system of darkness, yes? But there is also the system of light. There is the system of education. There's the system of media. There's the system of arts and entertainment. Does that make sense? There's the system of agriculture. You know, there's a guy in uh, School of Kingdom or Kingdom Reformers, a guy we know, Timothy Steele. He's trying to bring kingdom thinking into agriculture in the way that he, he's built, he built a new hay baler. 
with a kingdom way of thinking. Because in the farming industry, man, it's messed up. The way the banks and the government do and control things, and it is, it is messed up. And he wants to bring kingdom into that because he's a solution for that. Does that make sense? And so we have to be aware that there is a system around us. You know, right now that word gets thrown around quite a bit, um, system or systemic. Like right now there is a huge thing about racism, systemic racism. And I do believe that there is something to that as you dig in and look. There is, there is something there. Um, and we need to get to the bottom of it. Amen? Okay, good. I'm in the right church. <laughs> we need to get to the bottom of that. But you know what? Um, if um, um, a law is not going to change that, because racism is not anything to do with any kind of law. Racism, racism is there because of ignorance, number one, and because of a heart thing. It's in the heart. How are we going to win that out? By changing hearts. I mean, think about that. Think about that for a minute. You know, anyway, oh, sorry. We've really been blinded. The world today around us, people have really been blinded and believed lies. Is that true? You know, um, to think that just a hundred years ago women couldn't vote, and that's just here in America. In other countries, they still can't. You can't even drive. I mean, we have somebody in our family, right? that is completely 100% anti-women standing up here, unless you're singing and playing the piano, right? Um, they can teach our kids. They can even be doctors. They can't be policemen. They can't be on the police force. They can't be governors. The president of the... Are you serious? Like, they believe that's not possible. I wonder if they would think that when they're on the operating table and it's the, it's the lady doctor working on them. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, I'm sorry, but there's no Bible. A lot of people say the Bible dictates that. But now we get into the ignorance of culture. Because... The culture was that way 2,000 years ago. And that's why Paul addresses some of those issues the way he did because that was the culture of the day. But at the end of the day, it's stupidity and ignorance. She just made an amazing example. God didn't split Eve out because he just wanted to. It's because he needed to. He could not display the fullness of himself through just Adam. He said, oh, that's not enough. I'm not fully represented by just this man. And he said, night-night. Sucked out that rib, made woman, 
Adam comes to, that's where we got the name. He said, whoa, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You know it's true. You know it's true. He saw Eve and he was like, whoa, man, look at this. First person to say, thank you, Jesus. Y'all all know it's true. Think about it. That was just 100 years ago that women couldn't vote. The whole aspect of systemic racism, if you think about it, I'm 48 years old right now, right? I remember in the little town of Russ, Texas, 3,000 people where my grandparents lived, in the 70s, there was that side of town that had their own school in the 70s. It's stupidity. What's going to change that? See, there's a, there's a whole sided debate on that. And we cannot be afraid of that conversation. Man, I'm not afraid of it. I know I don't know it all. I know I don't have the answers. I, I know uh, a little bit of both sides of that conversation um, because of where I grew up and stuff. But you and I, we can't be afraid of that conversation because we're kingdom. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that will change anything is the love of God. And are you showing the love of God or are you not? Does that make sense? Are you all with me here? The world system that Satan has implemented wants to distract, wants to pull away. It wants to tear down, and it'll do that through all these little things. You know, with like in the racism stuff, what happened with George Floyd? Horrible. And y'all, man, y'all, y'all know I've talked about that a bunch. You can see the video we even did. But that wasn't the first time that that something like that's happened. I mean. You and I have got to be the kingdom people so that we can change the system of the world around us. I'll tell you what we're going to do. As a church, what we want to do is we want to, what I really want to do is we want to adopt the Conroe Police Department. It's the first thing we want to tackle. I've never had a bad encounter with the Conroe Police Department, but that's our city. Right here, we're in Conroe. We're right on the edge, but that's our city. We love them. I love this city. It's the fastest growing city in the nation right now. And I love it. But there's problems. And our police officers, the people that work behind the desk, the people that, you know, fix the cars, the people that work in the jail, all the, the whole police department. I looked it up. It's 143 different, 43 people. We want to adopt them as a church, and we want to begin to speak life into them. We want to we write out prophetic words for them. And we want to be able to begin to pray for them specifically. You know, the other day I missed it, John. And by the way, if you don't know me, I have a massive heart for veterans and for police, uh, uh, police officers. Uh, veterans are probably the, the biggest cry on my heart, right? 22 a day take their own life on average. And that's, we got to stop that. How do we do that? How do we do that? that we got to figure that out. We have the solution we got to find that. But the other day, I missed it. I'm going in Chipotle. I go to Chipotle a lot. I'm going in Chipotle. This, this uh, Harris County deputy comes walking out. 
I got the door for him. And uh, I said, hey, man, have a good day, brother. Thank you, sir. I got, I got the door for him. I'm going in. And I get up to the counter, and this is what I'm getting at right here with what Paul is saying. I'm going to jump down to this last verse that I wanted to get to. That he's talking about be aware of the world system, right? To change the world system, yes? So I'm going into Chipotle. I'm so focused on my stomach growling and getting my crispy tacos and my side of guacamole that I totally, I let Holy Spirit blow right by me. Because what I was supposed to, I got up to the line, and man, I I nearly walked out, man. I heard him so clear. He says, man, it would have been really cool if you would have spoke over that guy's life and walked into the car as you did it. And I saw, in my mind, I saw a picture. I saw the picture of me getting the door, and I walked with him, and I said, hey, man, I just want to tell you, I just want to speak over you today. You're going to have wisdom with the decisions that you have to make, the reactions that you have to use instantly. Man, I'm going to speak wisdom over you. You're going to show the love of God as you minister in your authority today. And I, and I just had all this roll in my head, and I'm standing there at the line, and I felt like, oh, man, I missed it. And then as soon as I'm about to beat myself up, he says, hey, it's okay. Now you know. Set your mind. Set your mind. You're so worried about your stomach that you missed. You would have changed that guy's life today. I would have altered. My words from him to him would have altered his steps and his destiny for that day. And I missed it. And that is how we begin to change the system of the world around us whether it's the officer at Chipotle, whether it's at our business, whether it's at the grocery store, whether it's when you're doing the sides of the FedEx vans or wherever, HEB signs or whatever. Does this make sense? So let me, let me, let me, man, let me get to this, my last note here where I'd, I really wanted to get. Jump with me down. Um, Well, mm. y'all bear with me one second here. I know I'm getting there. Hang on. Give me a second, man. Oh, there's so much here. I want to really encourage you to go and read all these other chapters, it's only four chapters total. Read them today. I just wanted to get to this one. Uh, okay. Jump down with me to chapter three. I'm going to end here. And I'm going to read it out of both the New American Standard and the Passion. So in the New American Standard, in verse one, he says, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ... Keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. See, in church culture, we always thought that meant you better, excuse me, we always thought that meant you better pray more. (laughs) Now, when we say you better pray more, that meant you had to come here, kneel down, 
And I'm not making fun. I do that all the time. I, I, the altar is my friend. This is my spot right here. That's my spot right there. But in our mind, we used to think that that's what that meant, setting your mind. He goes on in verse 2. Um, or that, sorry, that's what we used, that, that was the idea in church culture of, uh, uh, of seeking the things above. Verse 2 says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things of the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. So now the passion, uh, and I love the passion because uh, Brian uh, Simmons really brings out the cultural aspect. He brings the conversational piece. He breaks down the words actually uh, in a better um, defined way. And so this is how it would read if Paul was really speaking to them. Um, it would say, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. So there is a definite stake in the ground, solid foundation. This is who Christ is, that we, we need to yearn for what is above because he is enthroned in that place of authority, honor, and power. Amen? Verse 2 says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm like Chipotle. I mean, do you see the picture? That's what happened to me the other day. Chipotle grabbed my attention. <laughs> Crispy tacos. Yeah, man. Arroz y pollo y el queso también. It's so bad they know me when I walk in the door. There's a lady there from Venezuela, and, you know, her Spanish is different, right? The Venezuelan Spanish, man, she speaks so fast, and I've told her like 30 times, Ay, señora, poquito más espacio, por favor. I walk in, and she says, Ay, señor, ¿cómo estás? ¿Cómo leído? And I'm like, ¿cómo leído? What is that? What is that? She goes, I, I don't know. It just come leído. <laughs> and we're trying to figure this out. And there's a, another girl over here. And this girl, she's just Chicana. She's just here from Texas. And so the girl tells her, can you, can you explain this to him? But she goes, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and so we figure it out, right? And this whole time, I'm sitting there, this is just moments after the Lord just said, man, this is what I really, this is what you missed. And these people, they know me, right? But I have this great relationship with them. And they laugh and they see and they smile and they get my food. And she tells me in the way, you're so nice. She told me that as I was going, she goes, you're just, you're so different. You're so nice. I said, man, thank you. And I, I'm telling you, 
I'm not one of these. I mean, I know I'm weird, but I'm not like the real weirdos, right? But, but I had this picture just in my mind. I didn't see butterflies in the heaven clouds. I didn't see all that. It was in my mind. I, I saw this little picture over here, and I, what I saw was like him sitting there, and he went, that's my boy. Man. So, yeah, I just messed up over here, and I realized it over here, and because the way that he's just changed me, he gives me the wink and the, you know what I'm talking about, Roger? Yeah. I thought that was just a country boy thing that my grandpa would do. But everybody, man, God does that. He winks. That's my boy. And so my point is, is that we've got to be having our mind set in the heavenly realm. Verse 2, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as, and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed, for you are now one with him in glory. When they hear your voice, they're supposed to hear his. When they see your smile, they're feeling his. When you reach out and change the systems of the world, it's him doing it through you. And that is the you that is being revealed out as you set your mind on the heavenly realms, as you dig into the treasures of the heavenly realm, and we're not distracted by the things in the natural. Granted, they're going to be there. They're gonna, the things of the natural, they're going to happen. It's going, amen? amen. You, you, it's going to happen. There's no way around it. Things are going to happen. And so you and I must be in the place where our mind is set on the natural realm, on the, on the supernatural realm. How do we do that? That's what I'm going to begin to press into the next few weeks. I'm learning myself. Um, I want to press in a little bit and do a teaching about speaking in tongues and what that is and how that works. Don't worry. There's no rule here that says you have to. We're not going to tell you, speak in tongues right now. <laughs> We're not going to tell you to do any of that. We might encourage you, hey, a lot of times I, I might say, man, hey, if you have that, then go for it. Please, right now, please. We need it right now. <laughs> We're never going to tell you. You better do it now. But there is a key in that that unlocks in the supernatural. And we have complicated that because of church culture. We've complicated it. Anyway, that's one, one key. And there's several others that we want to begin to press into of how to, how to unlock the supernatural realm. Listen, the biggest thing to remember is that you're a bilocational being. <gasps> heresy, 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 heresy. <laughs> he says that you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. See, I got dual citizenship, man. I love it. Anyway, 
Is this making sense to everybody? I, I pray that it is, yes? Cool. Can y'all stand with us this morning? I want to I speak over you this morning just that um, I'm looking for some unlocking in my life, and I'm looking for some depth. I want to go deeper. I don't know how to swim in that deep part. Now, my dad did full-on do the John Wayne. Do y'all know what the John Wayne is? My dad did throw me in the middle of Billy Langford's lake in the back of my grandparents' place. He threw me in the lake. Swim or die, boy. Swim or die. Punk. I learned how to swim, though, (laughs) real fast. Man, I was getting it. He goes, there you go. There you go. Now you better hurry up. Snake's going to, I mean, he just started going in on me, man. I'm over here freaking out. I'm like seven, eight, something like that. Water was dark. God, swimmer, I'll never forget it. He swears up and down he didn't do that. But, oh, yes, you did, boy. Yes, you did. You watch. We're going to get up there. Hey, Jesus, play that, play that day at Billy Langford's Lake, please. I don't know how to swim in that deep part. And he's not the type to do what my dad did. <laughs> but look, what, what is your area? Where are you stepping? What do you do for a living? What's your job? What's the big desire on your heart, right? What, what is that? Like, obviously, you got Rebecca and Zoe over here. They're, they're, they're creativity. They're, they're in that arts and entertainment realm, Right? Raquel and I, we're in the business and the church realm, right? And family, all of we're, y'all are family oriented as well. And what is what is your realm? What what mountain do you stand on? What is God calling you to do? What is what is that, man? Let's find out because that's where your your calling is. You're called to bring light and love and the kingdom thinking to that sphere. Mary, I really think you're going to do something in government, you know? (gasps) One, she's a woman. (gasps) And she's Chicana. (gasps) Man, you really got the strikes against you, huh? (laughs) Yeah. See, that's what would have happened years ago. Oh, you're Latina? And, And you're a woman? No, 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 no. You can't be in government. Some of the smartest leaders that we have today are women. It's amazing. And we don't need to empower women. They're already empowered. They just need a place. And we need some uh, stupidity to get out of the way. (laughs) She's not been held back because of me. That last Sunday, she explained all that. She's been stepping into all of that. And that's kingdom growing in her. That is a picture of her going deeper into the supernatural realm of who she is. So what's your calling? What's your stepping into? What do you need? What is it? You know? Mark, what's your son's name? Marco? So now the Holy Spirit just left. 
Marco, you seem to me, when I, when I look at you throughout the service, and last week I saw you, uh, you, you look very attentive and very insightful. You seem to be very, very highly intelligent. And I really believe that there is something supernatural for you that'll be unlocked either in education or in some form of being able to teach others uh, deep insights. There's a, there's a thing about you that you, you seem to be very inquisitive, uh, like you're, you're interested in details of things. And uh, man, you, you look to be just so respectful. You seem to me like, you, like you're a very honoring person. What are you, 12, 13? 12, yeah. Yeah, so you're entering that, that age and that stage of manhood. And life is going to throw things and bring things. And in your case, they're going to bring some hard things, just like somebody else, like we're talking. There's just hard things that are, come, come, that are going to come at you. But he's given you the spiritual intelligence already. It's already in you. It's, it's in there already. Some of it you can't know yet because you're only 12. You're going to step and you're going to grow into those things and your mind is going to take off. I really believe there's a level of intelligence that you have that is really meant to change some very specific things in the world around you. Uh, and, and I don't know what those are right here. I'm not hearing that, but, but just press into that. Uh, that doesn't mean that you have to read every book that comes out or you have to know the encyclopedia. We don't even know what that is anymore, do we? It doesn't mean that. <laughs> What, what there, there's just something about you that I, I feel like I'm seeing that is in that, that, that intelligent realm, uh, above normal, above average, above what, I mean, there's intelligent people all in this room, but there's something very specific about that that I'm hearing with you. And I just want to encourage you with that, man. Uh, so uh, I, I hope that makes sense. Uh, and, and yeah, man, I just, I just pray over you, man, that, that, that you would see, that, that's the most important piece that you would see that opportunity and you would step into that as, as Holy Spirit leads you, man. And it's not weird. It's not goofy. You know, I, have to, I don't have to close my eyes when I'm telling you this and, and Shondai. And all, I don't have to do none of that. It's just, it's just real. And that's the way Holy Spirit's going to move on. There, there's this thing about you that's very calm. And I believe that you're just going to be very, very authentic and real. Uh, in what he shows you. There's just something about that. So, yeah, man, I just bless you, and I pray you step into that, man. That's awesome. That's cool stuff, man. Man, that's exciting. Wow, I don't even know what just happened there, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but what is your, what's your realm? What are you stepping into? Amen? Amen? So let's push in. Can we go deeper? Because, look, when you go deeper, we go deeper. When you grow and change and expound and extend the kingdom, we as core family, we extend it, man. So, Father, I just pray over each and every person in this room. Right now, in the name of your son, which is how you said, we speak full on. Man, I release authority and permission over them to step into the fullness of who you designed them to be. That I pray also for the insight of your word and your Holy Spirit to simply break down walls and barriers. Lord, I pray in the name of your Son that there would be hindrances that we learn from. Lord, they're going to come. Hindrances and boundaries and walls, they're going to happen. We're going to have speed bumps, but let us learn from each of them, Father. Let us learn through them how to have kingdom mindset with kingdom authority so that we can share your love to this world and change the systems around us. You're an awesome God. So rain down on us, Lord. Pour it out right now in this place. 
pour it out over every single person that's in this room, for every person that is watching on Zoom right now, pour it out over them. For every person on YouTube, man, we just speak this over their life right now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So be it. Amen? Listen, man, go change the world. Amen? Go change it. And listen, we want to press into that with you. We want to, there's things that you're going to do that Raquel and I couldn't even dream of, and you're going to step right into them. So let's find those. Let's figure those out. As family, we're going to come together, and we're going to figure out how to change the world through your destiny, through your calling, and we're here to help and support that and build that platform. Amen? That's what we're going to do. So, man, be blessed. Listen, if you need prayer for something specific, just please come on up here. Uh, We love you all. God bless you, and hope to see you all soon. Amen.